Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Joe Hebert, who is CEO of Outcrop Gold. They're a prospect generator, or at least a hybrid prospect generator, in that they also do drilling. They've got three projects in Colombia, which they're chasing down at various stages. But the main focus is Santa Ana, where they're chasing narrow, high-grade veins. Um, they've got a long track record of delivering against these things. We're interested in what the business model is, at which point do shareholders make money, which point do... Uh, the management team and operations team uh, bug out and bring a partner in. And what does that deal look like? Pretty good explanation. Quite enjoyed the conversation. Hope you do too. Joe, how are you, sir? I'm very well, Matthew. It's good to see you. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. First time we've spoken and obviously first time we've heard this story. Uh, so looking forward to it. But So where in the world are you? I'm currently in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, uh, Columbia has a, an embargo on the entry of foreigners, so and actually restrictive travel in the country. And so uh, I'm just waiting to go down there again. But I have a, a excellent crew working on there now. Fantastic. You in touch every day? Oh yeah, yeah, several times a day with everyone. I I uh, live vicariously. I can't be there to look at the core, so I get uh, pictures from WhatsApp every day, and and uh, it keeps you excited, even though you can't be there. So you're being, you're being effective. That's the main thing. Hey, well, like, um, given we've not heard this story before, why don't you give us that one minute overview on the business and we'll pick it up from there. Sure. Um, Columbia, I mean, um, Elcrop is a sort of a hybrid generator in Columbia, prospect generator in Columbia. Uh, when they say hybrid, we will do drilling as part of the joint venture model to, to add value, especially where it's uh, fairly direct and um, uh, relatively cheap exploration to do significantly add value to the project. Um, we've been in Colombia, uh, in our entire focus now for eight years. We've uh, built an incredibly strong portfolio. And uh, what we um, what we aren't currently drilling uh, is we'll go to funding joint venture. So we have two more, we have three flagship properties and, and uh, one we're drilling until further notice and, and the others will uh, Try to seek joint funding, joint ventures on. Okay, so let let's be really clear about what you are, because when when hybrids involved, it's people kind of don't know where where to go. So, prospect generator, we understand. So, what's your version of that? Yeah, we drill. Uh, we're not we're not um, we're not uh, against drilling our own projects if there's a specific reason to uh, do it and add value. Uh, basically, if it's a no brainer, we'll drill it. Right. Okay. But you mentioned so only when you're in a JV or you're drilling outside of any JV in place? We'll drill outside of the JV, yeah. We'll drill outside of the JV 100% property, uh, even though we intend to continue to bring in joint venture partners, hopefully majors if possible, to to fully fund other projects. Okay. In this gold environment, are you tempted to be more than just a prospector? I mean, and I don't mean a hybrid prospector. I mean, you know, become an explorer, possibly more. Were you sticking to the knitting? Uh, I think in this market, you have to be reactive to value. And um, we're fully funded to drill 1,600 meters a month for at least till next June. And, um, and actually, we would probably tee up um, another prospect um, that would, might be Kalka or Majama where we would do at least a scout drilling program and, and then use those results to attract um, better quality agreements and better quality companies to the project. 
Okay, so tell me about the team then, because the reason why you kind of stick to the knitting is because that's what you've always done. So what's your track record? Tell me about that. Well, I've worked for uh, Placer Dome, Uranerts, uh, Superior Metals, uh, short, some short contracts for um, Major, uh, Freeport MacMoran, um, extensive um, generative work in Mongolia, Suriname, and uh, some, a, a bit in Mexico. And then I started working in Colombia in 1997, actually. Or uh, doing a big map mapping project on on Marmato, which is currently uh, been divested, I think, by Grand Colombia to um, uh, Calda, Calda, I believe. Yeah, that's right. So I, I have had a lot of time in Colombia, and I, and I tell you what, uh, Colombia offers is, is is it's the last place in the Andes to work where we walk we we uh, acquire outcropping deposits. Um, it's not conceptual. It's put your hand on it and drill it. Right. What about the rest of the team? Oh, I'm sorry. The rest of the team is uh, we have a, a VPX, uh, Dave Thomas, who's married to a, Colum to a Colombian, lives in Bogota. Um, and then the rest of the entire team of geologists, uh, GIS support and uh, other technical work is all Colombian. And um, so it's uh, and, and I would say probably um um, that's that's a big draw because it's just a we we can do work that you couldn't do if you didn't have Colombians on the ground. Okay, so up until about the end of May, you were a fifteen twenty million dollar company. The market's suddenly gone nuts. You're a beneficiary yes. of that, but you haven't seen these dizzy heights for yes. for a long time since back in two thousand middle of two thousand sixteen. Um, what's driving yes. that? I think what's really driving it is. Uh, is uh, we've got a strong message uh, that's that's uh, being received by the market in Santa Ana. It really correlates with um, delivering some some pretty impressive, uh, you know, up to four or over four kilograms silver in our drilling, up to up to thirty seven grams gold, um, it, and it's just people uh, people are interested in the story and and. Uh, to date, we've said everything we've gonna we we've done everything we said we'd do. Okay, but you're chasing narrow veins. That hasn't traditionally yes. been a very exciting story. Is this just because silver's doing what it's doing at the moment? People are listening, you know, while silver's at these prices, or have you actually delivered real value on the ground? No, I think we deliver real value on the ground. If you look at it historically, I mean, uh, actually, narrow veins have produced more silver metals than anything uh, than any other deposit type. The other thing too is that we've been upfront about the the narrow veins, but um, they're usually in packages. So we have several examples. We have one example in in um, Roberto Tovar, which uh, we can composite uh, three veins over 18 meters straight line dilution and still arrive at 450 grams silver, and that's that's almost third. That's almost 50 percent more than the average grade that's in production right now for silver mines. Um, the other is. Uh, the, the number of faces, the number the number of veins will result in a number of faces that were that will result in a number of uh, flexibilities in, in future mining. If it comes to that, it'll be shrink stope at 1.2 meters. You can certainly do it. It'd be uh, slusher stopes at 1.8 meters, and then it would be uh, composited high angle veins at at uh, high high bulk dunnage underground. So um, it's all a matter of uh, grade. And actually, with narrow veins, high, very high grade, you move less tons than 
white veins because, uh, I mean, it's just a, a, a wide and high-grade veins, a unicorn. They don't exist. So there's been some unfavorable uh, comparisons made uh, this week. So there's a, a company, but we'll, it shall remain nameless, uh, but with a very sure. similar setup to yours. Um, and I think the comparisons are being made. So what are you, what's your response to that? Um, there's three made, there's three topics, I think, or there's three distinctions that they made. Great uh, size of the shoots. I mean, we have, uh, it, we have 200 meter uh, continuous shoots at 10 grams equivalent gold, 800 grams equivalent silver. These things are massive with respect to epithermal uh, systems. Uh, the grade contour is is excellent. Uh, we don't have any knolls within the, the high grade. I mean, every hole is within a 10 gram gold. Every high grade hole is within a 10 gram gold, 800 gram equivalent silver contour. And um, they um, um, they can, and then we have the composited veins. We have vein packages, so that uh, you have narrow veins, but you'll mine, you might uh, mine three of them in a slot at um, over 18 meters at 450 grams. So um, you know, narrow veins are sort of the basis uh, of what you have to work with. But um, depending on their characteristics, it. People mine them. Uh, it's better than, uh, say, some of the current silver um, production. Okay, so prospect generator. I mean, that's a, that's a that's a tough life. And like I say, up until you know end of May, you're sort of sub twenty million bucks. So how do you go about making yourself attractive for you know what's to come? I getting a JV or getting some sort of partner to come in and fund the next phase, or for you to hand over for them to deliver the next phase. How does that usually work, and why is it different today? Um, I think how it works, uh, how it's different presently is I can tell you that uh, Columbia was a, a real dry spell, honestly, for prospect generators that did move us towards drilling because we, we couldn't sit on the money we raised. Um, um, and um, also news like Santa Ana drives um, joint venture interest from companies. Um, um, I will say that Columbia, majors don't go into Columbia except by um, juniors. And, uh, you know, look in the phone book in Columbia, and there isn't many companies to go to. So uh, we've noticed a, a, a big uptick in companies that um, want to talk to us, want to visit us when they can, want to visit, visit projects. And, um, it, you know, it's, uh, there's, there's, there's no rule that says you can't JV and drill. It's just it's not commonly done. But... Uh, but really, the eyes are on us uh, for that drilling, those drill results we produced. I, I have probably, I'm meeting with three, I have online meetings with three majors at, coming up in Beaver Creek, the Gold Summit, and, um, and, and I'm fielding calls. And um, we're not in a hurry to joint venture um, Santa Ana because we control the, the, we control catalysts that way. But um, at the same time, they're, they're looking at our other projects. But you, you're going to have to at some point, right? You've got enough money to, to do your drilling 1,600 meters per month till next June. Okay, so you're, you're in control to that degree. But in this environment, people are trying to, other people, other companies are trying to accelerate those timelines, their time horizons, their targets, because they don't know when this thing's going to last to, you know, especially silver, fairly erratic commodity at the best of times. So why are you not changing your plans? 
Yeah, we're bringing in a second rig on uh, September 8th. And um, what we'll do with that is we, we are currently only drilling. We've got three chutes identified. We've only drilled them to 200 meters. And um, with that second rig, if, if we don't have um, additional chutes heat up to drill for the second rig, we can come in and set up on the um, same or similar stations and drill from two to 400 meters. And um, it, it's looking like those those uh, shoots are going to extend that deep. And um, if we we're, we're in the middle of uh, about a five thousand uh, uh, five thousand sample soil sampling program, we've uh, we're completing we're coming up on over a kilometer of of uh, trenching. If we can advance, if those result in additional targets, uh, also some radi gradient radi uh, resistivity, if those Barton, if those generate targets ahead of us, we can easily bring in a third rig in uh, six months. Okay, that's interesting. And what does that do? I think does one rig deliver sixteen hundred meters a month, or is that two rigs? Uh, that's two rigs. That's two rigs. Okay, so so that that's the pace possibility of of a third. Let's come back to what a JV looks like because I I think of prospect generators as you know, purists almost in a way. They are slightly more realistic yeah. about how things work because you're operating on vapor most of the time. And it's, I, I guess, sometimes for the fun of it, uh, it feels like. But tell me, tell me, give me a realistic view of what a JV looks like in this environment or what you think it could be. Because this is different from anything you've operated in the last, you know, you know, certainly three, four years. Yeah. Um, for us, I think the trigger would be uh, when we are about to enter the resource or when the project's ready to enter a resource delineation stage. Um, and what the deal would look like in this case with a, with a bona fide discovery and high grade would be probably a, um, the, the structure, the framework of the deal would be a 51 JV and then a 70, maybe a 70 JV. Um, at their option, and that total spend would exceed, uh, in this case, because we have would have uh, resources to delineate, would exceed uh, 20 to $25 million. So they would come in, and you'd be fully carried, or you'd have to put your portion? Fully on? carried. Fully carried. That's what you'd like. Yeah. yeah. When it's, uh, I mean, we're not, we're not miners right now. Uh, we, the company has mined before. It's certainly less fun than exploration. But um, and and less forgiving. But um, uh, I I don't think we're going to become minor. Okay, so you've got enough money. You're focusing on Santa Ana. You do have these other two projects. Um, they're parked up for now. In reality, there's some historical data there. I mean, are you going to reassess those? Are, there, are those sort of? I mean, are they genuinely candidates for future work, or will you? Are you constantly yeah. looking for new stuff? Oh, uh, we're constantly looking for new stuff. Uh, we're actually even considering, uh, you know, maybe another jurisdiction, but it'd be, it would be limited and focused. But if you look at Calca, I mean, there's 22,000 meters in our Calca project. It's a huge uh, porphyry uh, that was never, the veins were never honored in the models. We've, had, we've re logged, we have over 35 intercepts of epithermal veins. And we, where you, whereas you have an uninteresting porphyry, of about 45 to 55 million tons at, uh, at at roughly half a gram, 
we think with a fairly small program like Santa Ana come into the core of the porphyry and drill out high-grade veins within it, model that, and uh, increase that, uh, maintain the tonnage or increase the tonnage and increase that the deposit to a 1.5 gram bulk mineable deposit. Uh, Majama is very similar, is probably technically superior uh, possibly to Santa Ana, the potential I mean, and that's because you have uh, clustered veins of uh, up to eight veins over a half a kilometer. Uh, the miners we know, uh, the artisan miners we know that let us in the mines, they're producing at 23 grams uh, per ton gold and over 200 grams silver. And um, these things, you know, Majama's uh, uh, could be very similar to a Barutica. Uh, so there's certainly going to be um, people interested in both projects. And I would say we've got um, advanced discussions on at least three projects for joint, joint venture, which we've done um, minimal, uh, minimal exploration to maybe as much as a hundred or $200,000. And uh, if, if those, uh, if we weren't offered a JV on those, we would probably um, accept that. So those would be advanced. How much money does it cost you to keep those ticking over while you're focused on Santa Ana? Is it? Uh, minimal, really. It's holding costs, their titles. Uh, they have a canon fee. Um, they have to have a work program in place, but that doesn't have to include drilling. And um, um, so, outside of hand, outside of Santa Ana, we might have a spend of a of a hundred thousand every six months on holding those, roughly. Okay, so it's not a biggie. It's not a biggie. So. Are you attributing any value on the balance sheet to either of those at the moment? Yeah, I mean there there is a value on the on the balance sheet, but it's pretty much uh, our our dollars invested. It's, it's, it doesn't reflect really their value in any sense. Okay, and, and talking of talking of reflecting value with, with the with sil- you know with gold and silver where it's at at the moment, you've seen this pop in the share price in the last three months. Um, do you think you're overvalued, given what you've been able to tell the market so far? No. Not overvalued. I mean, you saw us go to 88 cents and you certainly saw a pullback from there. Uh, I, I can't say as I'm surprised, uh, but I think, you know, just benchmarking some, some other companies in a similar situation with respect to uh, market cap, I, I think we still have a significant room to run. The prospector at 55 million bucks, that's, that's, that's pretty good going, you know, for where you're at. You've still got another year's drilling ahead of you. Um, what, what are you going to be able to tell the market over the next year that's going to get them remotely excited? Um, I think when we bring in the second rig on the um, 8th, you're going to see a assay turnaround of two weeks for the next um, six months anyway, maybe seven months. And uh, I, I, we expect, uh, I mean, our next two targets teed up have uh, El Dorado and, and Guanabanaro. El Dorado has, uh, has, has as much as 180 grams gold and two kilograms silver over, over um, 0.6 meters, 0.12 meters, I believe. Um, so our next targets are well supported by trenching. It's the, what we see at surface, we expect in the drilling. So um, I think you're just gonna see a continual flow of good assays like in the past, they're going to be, they're going to conform to what people have seen so far and maybe higher. And then I think um, what we showed in our last news release in, in uh, 
a couple of weeks ago is that um, we're now in Megapozo below the mind zone. And we're actually, we are averaging up on our vein width. I think people are, are anxious to see that. And, um, and then I think that, um, um, I, I think we'll pull together one or two JVs in the next uh, six to eight months. Six to eight months. Well, let's say one in six months and two um, in nine months, say. Um, Can I just ask, I said, what, what, what are they waiting for? Or what are you waiting for? So it's got to take another six to nine months. Because major companies are slower than the second coming of Christ, you know? It's just a fact. You you baby them through the decision. It's like, guys, it's right here, you know. And uh, um, there's a there's a big. I've been in big companies. No one wants to make a decision. So you know, it goes down the food chain until someone makes a decision. And uh, it, it's that's the way it's been in the past. We've had uh, we had Newmont. We've had uh, 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 Newcrest, and it's always. They're not companies, they're committees, honestly. No one likes design by committee. Um, okay, so that's a, you're just, you're, in your experience, there's a process you got to get through. There's a certain number of people you got to put in the hopper at the top to kind of get your one JV out of the bottom end. And, and it's more a case of you don't know anything that we don't. It's just you know there's a process uh, you got to go through. Yeah, and you can... Um I mean, you can look at our and terrace and, and possibly make a, uh, a yeah, it's right near Gramalote. Um, we all know B2 Gold is their last, their only project in in Colombia is Gramalote. We're 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 in the same district. We have a bigger soil anomaly, um, and you can probably guess that the companies maybe a Nuco that might be attracted to Majama because it's so much like Barutica. And um, and then in the past, you might recall, we had a fully funded generative uh, alliance with Agnico Eagle uh, only three years ago. They spent over uh, $3.5 million. Uh, we spent uh, 20% of that just to generate projects. And um, Agnico Eagle is, uh, has an office in Medellin, and, and uh, we can help them get traction in Colombia again. So... Um, Colombia, you know, Colombia is, uh, is uh, it's a bit of a tar baby, you know, for some companies, but, um, but on the other hand, uh, you have outcropping, you know, big outcropping deposits still. So relatively speaking, the technical risk is quite low. And then, um, good experienced companies that deliver and, and, and technically can be relied on by majors to either perform or to generate projects for them. Like I say, I, I can't think of another one in Colombia right now. Okay. Given I said earlier that I think prospect generators are slightly more realistic, slightly more honest about the situation because it's they operate through you know tough conditions. In your yes. experience, what is the kind of re-rate that you would be looking for once you do sign a JV? Um, what are you looking for? What's 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 a good yeah, outcome for you? You mean in terms of a good out for um, come for us uh, to to leave the market cap side of it alone for just a moment? The good outcome for us is a much bigger spend from third parties uh, 
that um, um, a much bigger spend from third parties that uh, just comes into the company. We don't have to raise, we don't have to dilute, and um, they keep for a long, long, relatively long term because it looks like a discovery in front of them. And um, and then I think we would see at least a, a 10 or 20 million market cap per venture. Okay, interesting, interesting. What do you make this gold market? Are we gonna see a pullback? Yes, everything. Well, everything pulls back, I think. But on the other hand, um, boy, I don't want to get too greedy. I'm happy as a clam. Two thousand bucks. I mean, what is that? Has it been two thousand bucks? Yeah, I mean, yeah. In '83. It- yeah. Well, uh, if you do inflation adjusted, it's 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 been two thousand two thousand bucks oh, once, and pretty near two thousand bucks yeah. on another occasion. You know, I think we're talking. I think silver's going to hit 30 bucks. You do? Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that um, uh, well, just looking at the performance lately with respect to where else it can go, um, you know, I mean, everyone talks about the historical ratio, but it's real. You've uh, It's gone from 97 to 80 in the last uh, less than three months. So we had to revise all our equivalent uh, calculations. But, um, yeah, I... This, this is great. It is good. It's, you know, these things don't come very often in a career. I mean, you can count, you can count them on one hand. And it's where all the excitement of the job is. But I, mean, I guess what I'm asking is, as a CEO, you've got to have a view, especially, you know, doing what you do. You've got to have a view of what the future looks like and how long it's going to hold because peaks and troughs is the, is the nature of, of what we do, of how we make money. So your view is silver is yeah. going to go to 30. How long, how long do you think this thing lasts? You've been through a few cycles. Um, or is this, is this so different? This is so different. Well, certainly different, but it's not that different. I mean, um, maybe the numbers are different, but, you know, I mean, a three- or four-year bowl is not unusual. And um, I, don't, I don't really see any um, uh, large-picture uh, things looming to detract from the, what's driving it now. And... Um, you know, it's cheap money. It's um, cheap capital. It, it's uh, it's investments basically protected by the Federal Reserve, um, in a, in a sense from from uh, from heavy retraction. Um, and gold's exciting right now, and um, it's it's just going to take a while for that enthusiasm to to uh, peel off. I mean, I can tell you that we have a a lot of investors that are very happy because. Um, They've made money, and uh, they they continue to they think they'll make money again. And um, and if they, you know, they're sort of forgiving. Well, not entirely forgiving, but they're a bit forgiving if you don't. So I I look at a at a, at a situation where the company's not too worried about the you know the high level metrics for the next three three four years. Okay. And there's no one, no sign of anyone uh, bailing out on you um, here, taking advantage of the prices you're reaching for the first time in you know three years. Oh, I think. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you mean investors taking profits? Yeah. Well, you better. I want them to. Um, speaking of warrants, um, yeah, we have a you know um, um, we have some warrant exercises that's taken an impact, but you can't really. Uh, I mean, to the tune of. Uh, We've been uh, cash flow positive for three months with this drilling. You really can't fault people for taking advantage of their um, warrants. Uh, the, internally, none of us can 
and take any, not that we would, but we can't take any option because uh, every time we get into a brokered placement, we're blocked out for four to six months. Um, yeah, I think, and then we have a, we have a, we have this uh, last financing coming pre-trading, I believe October 19th. But I think what you're going to see is we're just going to absorb it. Um, I think the interest is out there uh, for people looking for big positions and it's going to be a buying opportunity. And, and uh, you can, let's see what happens on about October 18th, I think, that I, I think it's going to be a whimper. I don't. I don't think we're going to see a lot of. Uh, what was it done at? Sorry, to the chair Remind me, Chuck. What was it done at? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. And uh, let's see, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight cents unit half warrant at. Um, Got it. Okay. Sixty. I think. I, I'm sorry. That's check. Uh, interesting. 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 And you guys are sitting on uh, the management team sitting on. It says here twenty-five percent. So you're all got a very uh, aligned position with, with shareholders. Okay, fine. Noted. Okay. I've good. never sold shares, so. Good lad. Good lad. That's what you want to see. Hey, well, look, Joe, um, look, thanks, thanks for that run through. That's uh, interesting. I do I do like a prospect generator story. I think it's uh, the fairy tale stuff, isn't it? Um, if you get it right, it, it, it really, really, really works. Um, so you've got enough money to keep you going till next June. That's exciting. Got two drills. Uh, potential for a third. Um, you keep the keep uh-huh. that information coming out to the market because I think people are people want to know how you're getting on. Yeah, I, like I say, I mean, um, it was a little bit of a there was a little bit of a too long of an interval, I think, for a while. But with uh, two rigs starting the eighth, I think you know once we get the lab loaded up, we'll see assays every two weeks. Fantastic. Okay. Well, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. Um, we would be delighted to hear your story for sure. Oh, anytime. Uh, it's, it's uh, hey, you're an interesting guy to talk to, you know. Thank you. <laughs> interesting <laughs> questions, you know. Good questions. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and, of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.